It's time for another episode of The Adventures of William Ruby, Private Detective, brought to you by Sugar Twinkle Cereal. Sugar Twinkles, they're made with sugar for energy and a fairy dusting of eight vitamins and minerals to make it twinkly healthy. Grown-ups and kids alike love Sugar Twinkles. Make it a part of your breakfast. Well, Ruby here. It's that time of year, the time when Los Angeles festoons its palm trees with tinsel and lights, and residents put sleighs on lawns that will never see a snowflake. Ah, well, it's still festive. Santa probably appreciates being able to land in a place that's 70 above zero instead of 50 below. Christmas is also the time for giving. Families and friends exchange gifts, and we help the less fortunate by dropping spare change into one of those little red kettles or volunteering in a soup kitchen or, as in my uh, brother George's case, chairing a fundraising event. (laughs) George did not want to chair the event. He's a cop, a good one, lieutenant in the homicide division of the LAPD. Part of that job, though, entails community outreach. George had made a big success of another fundraiser, so his captain decided he should take on the Christmas Gala. It was also the cap's idea for George to put on a play of some kind. George has about as much creativity as a gnat, so he turned again to the one person in his life who's bursting with it, his wife Dolores. Dolores knew just what to do and had the script written in about a day, even while she was up to her ears in her own job as a costume designer and taking care of their four kids. She's a real champ, that Dolores. She's also a charmer. She talked a bunch of family and friends into taking parts, including me and our sister, Harry, and my particular friend, Roberta Maxwell, writer of The Case Files of Eddie James. Dolores put George in the starring role. He was not happy about that. He was really not happy about it as we got ready to hit the stage. must be 500 people out there. How do you expect me to do this in front of 500 people? It'll be easy. Put the stand for your script high enough and you don't even have to see them. (laughs) Dolores, you were a genius to go with a radio-style play instead of an actual play. Thanks for the compliment, Will. I thought it would be easiest for everyone. As for you, George, you can do this, sweetheart. You're capable of a lot more than you're willing to admit. I never would have given you something to do that you couldn't ace. You used to love putting on plays when we were kids. Though, come to think of it, you always played a cop, didn't you? (laughs) A cop or a knight who liked to pummel little brother Will the Dragon to within an inch of his life. I think I still have a couple of rules from those days. Hi, guys. I can't wait to get started. This is going to be fun. I've never gotten a chance to actually play a character instead of write them. Hi, Roberta. Thanks again for helping me with the script. It's nice to have an award-winning radio writer in the family. You're welcome. I didn't have to do much. You did a great job. (laughs) Me and Mr. Dickens, you mean. Hi, everyone. Boy, this is going to be a hoot, isn't it? It's all I've been talking about for days. I even practiced my lines in the hack. My fares must have thought I was nuts. (laughs) Dolores should have given you Marley instead of Fred, then. They would have loved all those ghostly groans. That would have been a thing. (laughs) Captain Maroney did a great job with Marley in our rehearsal, so I think he's in good hands. I heard that. Thank you, Davy. 
I must say this has been great fun. I'm glad I thought of this idea. George, I can see the panic in your face. You'll be great. That's an order. <sighs> yes, sir. We need to start soon and not everyone is here. I don't see Walter. We can't do this without him. Not only is he our narrator, he's the one celebrity we have. Oh, um, Walter had to cancel, unfortunately. He got that nasty flu that's going around. But don't worry. Dolores and I came up with someone who may not play Eddie James, but is guaranteed to entrance the crowd. Darn good at the part, too. Where did you get it? Another cast member from Eddie James? Not even close. Hiya, Flame! Wow! I sure wouldn't have picked you as the actor type. Are you kidding? Being a club owner, especially a female club owner, I have to act all the time. <laughs> yeah, good point. I'm sure it'll be great, but uh, in that dress, I don't know if anyone will hear you. I'll take that as a compliment. For your sake, I hope they do. Hmm, sounds like the party's starting. Shall we, ladies and gentlemen? George, George, you're going to be great. It's as sure a bet as, as Santa coming down your chimney Christmas Eve. Yeah, very funny. Mm, not, not this time. I mean it. You're doing a good thing for a good cause. I got your back, big brother. So does everyone else. <sighs> Thanks. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Holiday Extravaganza, presented by the Los Angeles Police Department's Benevolent Society. I'm Captain Mulrooney of the Homicide Division. Thank you, thank you. Uh, we will have the raffle drawings a little later, but now we have a show for you. I want to thank Lieutenant George Ruby of Homicide and his family and friends for putting together a terrific play as you're about to see. We present to you... A Modern Christmas Carol. Get this and get it straight. Marley was dead. Really dead. Flatter than a mackerel and buried dead. You don't get this part and the whole story won't make sense. Why do you care about a corpse? You'll find out. Old Ebenezer Scrooge, he didn't care, even though Marley had been his business cohort and the closest thing to a friend he'd ever had. See, Marley had been dead for a while. He'd dropped dead seven years previous, right on Christmas Eve. Out of sight, out of mind, you know. But he was about to remember Marley and remember him for a long, long time to come. Who's Ebenezer Scrooge? Why? When we meet him, he's a jerk of the jerkiest kind. He loans money to people at 200% interest and insists on getting paid back exactly on time. You borrow from him and don't have the lettuce in his hand the minute it's due? Yikes. That's all I'm going to say. He doesn't care that your union is on strike or the baby has the scarlet fever. He doesn't care about anyone or anything. He really doesn't care about Christmas. He says it's a whole lot of bunk. That's why, on this one Christmas Eve, his office was still open when everyone else was heading home for a little eggnog. He only had one employee, Bob Cratchit. Poor Bob was still there, too. Scrooge wouldn't hand over the scratch for stuff like good light bulbs, so Bob was trying to add up his figures by electric candle. Bob's a great guy. You'll like him. Real family man. You'll like Fred, too. 
Fred Scrooge's nephew and about as different from the old skinflint as you can get. He even stopped by his uncle's place that Christmas Eve just to say Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, hiya, Mr. Fred. Merry Christmas to you. Thanks. A family okay? How's little Timmy? He's getting on as, as best he can. <laughs> Thanks for asking. Glad to hear it. I know polio can be a real kicker. I'll keep him in my prayers. My uncle in? Oh, sure, sure. Go on in. Thanks. Who dares to come in here? Oh, it's you, Fred. And none other. Merry Christmas, Uncle Ebenezer. Merry Christmas? What kind of malarkey is that, Merry Christmas? You better not be expecting a handout just because some boob said people should be nice this time of year. It's a racket, the whole thing. I'm not expecting a thing, Uncle. I, I just came by to say Merry Christmas and to ask you to drop by our place tomorrow. The wife's putting on a pretty sweet spread. Yeah, no thank you. Aw, oh, come on. It's only once a year. I said no thank you. Now I'll say no without the thank you. Suit yourself. You'll be missing the best turkey in all of Los Angeles. Angie makes this mouth-watering cornbread for the stuffing. Oh, that hussy, I can't believe you married her. Why did you do that? Because I was in love. I still am, and she's no hussy. She's a great girl. Come and get to know her. I will not. Now, please leave. I have work to do. But um... No! <sighs> Goodbye, Fred. <sighs> At least no one can say I didn't try. Merry Christmas. Yeah, bah and humbug. Scroucher than usual, Bob. I don't know how you put up with him. I'm used to him, that's all. Uh, Merry Christmas, Fred. Listen to you. I mean it. You don't have anything but lint in your pockets and you're happy as a clam. <sighs> My uncle should learn from that. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Bob. I hope all your wishes come true. Is he gone? Yes, sir. Good. Meddlesome pest. Uh, speaking of pests, I suppose you want tomorrow off? If that's okay by you, I'm... It is Christmas and all. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Why do people make such a big deal over it? Just a good day wasted. Fine. Take the day off. Without pay. You're going to work twice as hard the next day to make up for it. Oh, I will. Uh, thank you, Mr. Scrooge. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. Sadie's is closing early because of this stinking holiday, and I don't want to miss my dinner. Okay. Uh, Merry Christmas. Don't you dare. Oh. Right. Bob was a happy guy. He was so happy, he hung out of the window of the red car all the way home, singing Christmas carols and waving to everyone he saw. The rest of the people in the car sang right along with him. The jerk, I mean Scrooge, growled his way to the diner and all the way through his dinner, not even going over his accounts and seeing all of the deadbeats, as he called them, cheered him up. He headed home when Sadie's closed up. Home was a miserable rat trap of a duplex over on Bunker Hill, used to belong to Marley. 
The first floor he rented out to an undertaker. The common door had this big old knocker that was as ugly as the rest of the house. It didn't look like anything but a hunk of scratched brass until that night. When Scrooge glanced at it as he unlocked the door, he could have sworn it looked just like Marley. He hadn't thought about Marley since he died, which made the image twice as startling. He shook his head, blamed it on the streetlight, and went on in. That face had unnerved him a little, so he walked through the whole place before putting on his PJs and boiling up a little milk for his bedtime cocoa. He didn't feel like sleeping, so he switched on his electric fireplace and sat down next to it. All of a sudden, he heard the sound of chains being dragged. At first, he thought maybe Angel's flight had broken down again, but before he could remember he was too far away to hear something like that, his door, the door he had locked, blew open. On the other side was Jacob Marley himself. Only, he looked different. He was kind of see-through, for one thing. For another, he had this thick chain wrapped all around him with metal boxes attached to it. And he had a hanky wrapped around his head like he had a toothache. Scrooge didn't believe what he was seeing. Not one bit. Who are you and what kind of get-up is that? Oh, come off it! You know who I am. I'm your old partner, Jake Marley. You come off it. Marley's been dead for seven years. Yeah. Don't I look it? You look like something. Yeah, I know. I I had a big dinner. I could have gotten tomaine or something. Maybe you're an undigested bit of that prime rib, a bit of an underdone mash. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're more gravy than grave. <laughs> this ain't funny, Eb. You're in a peck of trouble. I worked hard to square it with the big cheese to come and warn you. Most suckers don't get this chance, so listen up. Ah, okay, okay. Don't yell so loud. So, you're really the ghost of Jake Marley, and you're here to... Warn me. Huh. Warn me about what? Ending up like me. See this chain? These big heavy boxes? I got them by being a jerk when I was alive. Now I gotta carry them around for the rest of time. Your chain is even worse. But you've got a chance to get rid of it. Why did you end up like that? You're a good man of business, Jake. I've never known anyone better. That was the problem. All I cared about was making a buck. I should have been looking out for the little guy. Mankind is the only business I should have worried about. And it's the only one you should worry about. I don't get it. Of course you don't, you blockhead. And you won't until you get wised up. All right, not that I believe all of this, but... Just in case, how do I do that? With a little help, three guys like me are going to pay you a visit. The first one will be here at 1 a.m. Listen for the church clock. The next one will come at 2 the next night. 
And the last one at midnight, the night after that. <clears throat> so three. Like you. <laughs> can't, can't you just tell me what I need to know? No! That ain't how it works! These guys are specialists! You don't listen to them, you're sunk! Get that through that thick skull right now or you're through, got it? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, Jake. Um, listen to the guy, a ghost, who shows up at uh, one. <clears throat> um, okay, for, um, for you, I'll, uh, I'll do it. Don't do it for me. Do it for you and the rest of the world. You're an okay guy, Eb. You just have to remember that and believe it. I gotta go. Do what I told you and you'll be okay. Don't, Eb. Well, you won't like the consequences. Consequences? Scrooge did not know what to make of that. Had it been a bad dream? He didn't feel like he was sleeping. Ben felt like the safest place to be, though, so he shut off the electric fireplace and jumped under the covers. He was out in a flash. He wasn't out for long, though. Uh, huh. I don't see any specters. I'm over here. Oh, jeez! Don't creep up on a guy like that. I could have dropped dead. No, you couldn't. Not your time yet. Good to know, I think. You're, uh, that ghost Jake told me about. You, uh, you sound nice anyway. <clears throat> uh, all right, who, who are you exactly? I am the ghost of Christmas past. Past? Like ancient history past? No, your past. Rise and walk with me. Where? You'll see. You want to go out the window? You do realize we're on the second floor, right? Bear but a touch of my hand. There. And you will be upheld in more than this. Hey. Hey, I'm, I'm floating. We're going right out the window, but... This... This isn't Bunker Hill anymore. This is the middle of nowhere. Where are we? I think if you look closely, you'll know the answer. Wait a minute. I do know this place. I was a kid here. The Keaton School for Boys is just on the other side of this hill. Gee, here's a bunch of the guys playing football. Winky and... Buster and Fisher, and even Howie. Hey, guys! Hey, it's Eb! These are just shadows of things that have been. They have no awareness of us. Let us go a little farther. The school itself. Huh. Boy, it sure looks shoddier than I remember. Must be a holiday break. There's no one around. Oh, that's not quite true. Look there. In the classroom, there's one boy left. Do you know him? Yeah. That's my ugly mug. 
Not quite. Observe. Ab! Big brother! Fan? Fan, wh what are you doing here? I've come to bring you home. Papa got off the hooch and home is like heaven now. I reminded him you were stuck here and he said, well, he said a couple of bad words that I won't repeat. Then he told me to come and get you. So here I am. Sweet child. She grew to be a sweet woman, married and had children, if I'm not mistaken. Just one kid. Yes, your nephew Fred. What's troubling you, Ebenezer? Huh? Uh, nothing. It's, um... Uh, it's just that Fred stopped by this afternoon and, well... Ah, never mind. Mm-hmm. I understand. Let's go see you a bit older, shall we? Fezziwig's Import Emporium? Ha! This is where I got my first job! Hey, here's the old man himself alive again! Look at the time! Quick, put up the clothes sign, Eb, and clear off the countertops to make room for the food! It's Christmas Eve, gosh darn it, and it's time we celebrated! Yes, sir! That's a good boy! There'll be an extra buck in your pay envelope if you get everything done before the missus gets here! Oh, look at them all acting as if they were at a big feast when all they have is a couple of boiled chickens and cheap wine. It doesn't take much to make these fools happy, does it? They think Mr. Fezziwig is a real hero. He is. Or was, anyway. And happy is as happy does. Mm, just had a thought. What was it? Nothing. It's just them. Well, I'd just like to give my own clerk a, an attaboy right now. I see. Mm, let's be off. I have more to show you. Oh. Why this ghost? Why her of all people? Because there is a lesson here. Be quiet and listen. Eb, I can't go on like this anymore. What do you mean? When we were younger... You and I were going to take over the world with love alone. You don't even know what love is anymore. What? Sure I do. I still love you like I always did. Oh, I wish that was true, but it's not. Love for me has turned into love for money. You know it, and I know it. If you met me in the automat now, you wouldn't even look at me twice. Belle! Belle, Belle, that's not true. It is. And I can see in your eyes that you know it is. Look... Our engagement is an old one. I'm not going to hold you to it, and you shouldn't expect me to hold to it either. Here's your ring. Oh, I hope that golden calf of yours loves it. <laughs> Belle! <sighs> all right, ghost, all right. I get the message. Just don't, don't show me any more. Uh, you don't get it. Not yet. But you will. My time has come to an end. May the next ghost give you the enlightenment you need. Next thing Scrooge knew, he was back in his bed. The next thing he knew after that was the church clock striking too. He looked all around his bedroom for the second ghost, but he didn't see it anywhere. 
Then all of a sudden, he realized there was light coming in under the bedroom door from his front room. He was afraid to see who turned the light on, but he went anyway. He did not expect what he saw. The room had been stuffed, and I mean stuffed, with more food than a grocery store. There was a guy sitting in the middle of it, a big guy with a red beard and a green velvet robe. He took one look at Scrooge <laughs> and started laughing. <laughs> there you are! Join me! Who are you? No, uh, no, wait, let me guess. You're the ghost of Christmas present. Hey, ring-a-ding-ding! Give the man a cigar! You like the duds? I thought the green brought out my eyes. Yeah, sure, they're great. Look, I, I got what your predecessor was trying to tell me, and I can feel myself changing. So let's go and see what you can add to that. All right, I'm kind of liking what's going on, I think. Oh, be still, my heart. <laughs> There's hope for you yet, baby. Grab onto the velvet, only gently, okay? I hate getting wrinkled. Perfect. Let's go. December 25th, 4 p.m. It's cold in Los Angeles. I'm working out of the Save Scrooge's Soul Department. The boss is, well, you know. <laughs> so, know where we are? No. Are we still in Los Angeles? Yep. We're east of downtown. A place not many guys of your stature are even aware exists. The people who live here, they wish it didn't exist either. Only they got no other place to go. Bob Cratchit lives right over there with his wife and four kids. The house is tiny. How do they all fit? Hey, they make it work. They have to. It's all Bob can afford on what you pay him. Especially with little Timmy's doctor bills. Oh, not your cup of tea, eh? Your place ain't much better. You really like to make yourself as miserable as you make everyone else. <laughs> what a schmo. I, I... Forget it. Just watch. And try to learn something, would you? Pete, get out all the cups, the nice ones, not the jelly jars. Oh, Belinda, keep stirring that gravy. I don't want to see a single lump. Martha, go ask Mrs. Lopez if the turkey is done. And bring her this apple crumble I made for her family. It's the least I can do for her, letting us use her oven and all. Oh, we'll get this one fixed. Someday. Where's Papa and Little Timmy, Ma? Our Lady of Lords. Little Timmy wanted to go to the carol service. They should be home any minute. Oh, here they are now. Ma, Ma, church was so good. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. So he was a good boy then, Bob? Ah, the very best. Full of, of nutty thoughts, though. I guess that's what happens when you have to sit inside instead of going out and playing. You know what he said? What? He said he hoped that people thought about God when they saw him in church and how the Bible says that God makes the lame walk and the blind see. He's so sure the big guy's going to fix him up, too. <laughs> he, he just might be right at that. I swear, he, he's, he's looking better than ever. Sure, Bob. Sure he is. So, uh, where's dinner? <laughs> I'm, I'm starving. Me too. Keep your shirt on, Tim. It's right there. Oh, wow. That's the biggest turkey I've ever seen. Big? It doesn't even make pigeon. And whose fault is that, huh? And yet, they're happy. 
That's more than you can say. Now pipe down and listen. Okay, everybody, take your seats and pass the dishes around. Take your fair share, but don't eat and not yet. Good. Before we dig in, I want to say grace. Thanks, God, for all of this great grub and for this great family. Amen. Uh, now for a toast to Mr. Scrooge. Robert Cratchit, I will do no such thing. The old geezer makes your life and ours miserable. Yeah, Pops, what were you thinking? Pa's right. We should think about him today. Sure, we're poor, and it's his fault, but I wouldn't want to trade places. He's so much poorer than we could ever be, because we have each other. Oh, little Timmy, you are just the brightest soul. Well, I can't argue with that at all. Merry Christmas, then, to Mr. Scrooge. God bless him. God bless us, everyone. Ghost. Yeah, kid. Um, <clears throat> little Timmy. We live? Well, from what I can see, if nothing changes for this family, that place at the table, it's going to be empty real soon. Well, why do you care? It'll be one less mouth to feed, one less on the dole. Wouldn't that make you happy? No, it would not make me happy. I, I know what I've said in the past. Jeez, yesterday even, but I'm beginning to see the uh, error of my ways. I don't, I don't want that poor kid to die. Yeah? Good. Remember that. We're done here. Let's go visit another family, you know. <laughs> Fred, you're such a kook. You're never going to win charades jumping around like that. Nobody will figure you out. I think I know what he's doing, Susan. He's being a cyclone. It's Wizard of Oz. <coughs> yes, it takes a wife to know her husband. Um, your turn, Susan. Let's try another game, okay? I don't want to be so lively. I know. We'll play 20 questions, and I have an answer already. Why don't you ask the first question, John? Just remember, yes or no questions only. Okay. Is what you're thinking about uh, animal, Angie? You could say that, yes. Well, it must be a person. Uh, someone here? No. Santa Claus? No. As a matter of fact, it's as far from Santa as you can get. Oh, it can only be one person then. Uncle Scrooge. Oh, Fred, he can't be as bad as all that, can he? He sure can. According to Fred, he thinks I'm awful even though he's never met me. He said I'm a hussy. You? The sweetest girl in town? Get him over here! I'll show him a thing or two! Never happen. He, he won't come to our holiday shindigs no matter how hard I beg. Says Christmas is a load of hooey, or humbug, whatever that means. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I actually feel sorry for the guy. Feel sorry for him? How? According to you, he's loaded. Money isn't everything, Susan. In fact, it isn't anything when you don't have anyone to share it with. I wouldn't trade Angie for a billion dollars. Oh, Fred! <laughs> I mean every word, Ange. Life without love is no life at all. 
hey, hey, uh, enough of the serious stuff now. Drop the needle on Santa Claus is coming to town or, or the first swinging tune you grab, John, and let's all dance. Merry Christmas, Uncle Scrooge, wherever you are. Oh, Scroogey, what exactly is it that you're doing? Oh, no, no, wait, don't tell me. You're not having a seizure, so you must be dancing. I, I wanted to celebrate with him, that's all. He, he, he did invite me. But you turned him down. You said Christmas was a racket. Yeah, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe, maybe I was wrong about a lot of things. Maybe there is something merry about this Christmas stuff, and maybe that's okay. Ooh, you don't say. Ooh, my time's almost up. Let's skedaddle. You got a few more people to see before I go. That ghost wasn't kidding. He flew Scrooge all over the world so he could see how people celebrated Christmas. Scrooge saw everything from elegant parties to orphanages to a couple of lighthouse keepers who sang the roughest version of Silent Night ever. Christmas touched them all. It touched Scrooge, too. He laughed and cried and sang and toasted right along with all of them. He was sorry when it was time to head for home. Ghost of Christmas present, uh, <laughs> you have taught me all whole lot tonight. Good. <laughs> Happy to know the glad rags did their job. That's not going to get you out of meeting my brother, though. <laughs> oh, boy. Good luck with that one. What do you mean? You'll see. I will tell you this. He ain't much of a talker. Nice knowing you. I mean that. Later, baby. got me worried now. The next ghost has to be for the future. <laughs> is, my, is my future really that bad? I wish I didn't have to wait a whole day. Wait, the clock is striking 11? 12? It struck 2 when the last ghost came. Huh? Figure in a black robe and hood. You must be the last spirit, the ghost of Christmas future. He nodded. I hope you're going to show me that there's a happy ending. That's why you guys put me through all of this, right? Well, say something. Don't leave me in suspense. He's still not talking. Instead, he's pointing to the window. Oh, I know, I know. Grab onto your robe and start walking. Uh, let's go. This is Sadie's, my favorite diner. And there's my usual booth. 
two guys I usually have breakfast with in there, but huh, not me. How come? Well, there he goes, pointing again. Fine, I'll get close enough to hear them. I have no idea what made him kill over. I just know he did. You hear anything? Nah, other than what is that happened last night. I'll go to his funeral if there's a free spread. No spread, forget it. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. We had to put up with him for so long, he owes us. Uh, that reminds me. His dough? I wonder what happens to that. Yeah, state will probably get it. No way he actually left it to the people who deserved it, especially that clerk of his. Poor guy. Uh, I wonder what he's gonna do now. Hopefully find a better job. <laughs> I don't know how to come by, but it has to be something out there for him. I gotta get to the office. See you tomorrow. Spirit, who are they talking about? Was it someone I knew? Still not gonna say anything, huh? <laughs> you gonna at least give me a hint as to who he is? Yeah, that's my housekeeper, Mrs. Dilber. What's she up to? Ah, here it is. Smiley's Pawn and Consignment Shop. Top of the morning to you. And what can I be doing for you, pretty lady? Why, it's Mrs. Dilber, the housekeeper with the nose for the good stuff. And the sticky fingers to make off with it. What do you got for me today? One of my accounts just kicked the bucket. I figured he didn't need these anymore, and nobody else would miss them, so here they are. There's real sapphires in those cufflinks, I'll have you know, and that pen and pencil set are 14 karat gold. Hmm, nice suit, too. Real nice. Shouldn't he have been buried in it? Oh, what for? Nobody will go to the funeral, and the rats don't care what he looks like when he's in the dirt. Why let it go to waste? Oh, it's a little creepy, but I gotta admit, Mrs. Dilber, I like your style. <laughs> Who was it, anyway? <laughs> the one I told you about. The worst of the worst. Oh, you don't say. Guess the devil's got to get his at some point, huh? You said it, Smiley. Good riddance, I say. Nobody's gonna miss him. This man sounds terrible. The world probably is better off without him. Must have one heck of a story that I need to learn. Now, where are we going? Oh. Oh. This is Bob's place. Hey, what's with the black wreath on the door? Oh, no. Well, don't tell me. Oh, they're all sitting around little Timmy's crutches and crying. So he doesn't make it? No. Please, no, not him. Let the kid live. He, he can take my life. I've made such a mess of it. Now where are we going? Hey, this is Hollywood Memorial Park. Now maybe I'll get to know who everybody has been yapping about. Boy, this is a far off corner. The farthest you can get here. Ah, oh, it looks terrible, all overgrown and covered in weeds. Whoever's buried here has been abandoned. Maybe they... Maybe they never had a friend. Who is this guy? Well, you're pointing again. You want me to get closer to that headstone and read the name? Huh. Why do I get the feeling I'm not gonna like what I see? 
Okay, okay, I'm going. Says, um, uh, S C R O Scrooge Ebenezer Scrooge. I'm the one they were talking about. No, no, please, ghost of things get to come tell me. Tell me these are only guesses of what could happen, not the real thing. I I'm not the man I was when Marley showed up in my parlor, and I, I, I won't be him ever again. I I've learned the lessons, promise! Why show me all of this if there's no hope for a second chance? Come on, talk to me! Don't just stand there! I, I swear on all that's holy that I get Christmas now, and, and not only will I celebrate it on December 25th, but all year round. Look, I, I, I know I gotta die at some point. Everybody does, but give me a chance to fix all my wrongs before I keel over. Please. Please. Please! What? Uh, I'm... I'm 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 in my bed. <laughs> I'm still kicking. <laughs> Maybe I I do have a second chance. Uh, gee, I wonder what day it is. God, my watch has stopped. Maybe there's some someone outside who can tell me. <laughs> Just think, I walked out of this very window last night. Ooh, better not try it now. No ghost to hold me up. <laughs> uh. Oh, there's the paper boy. Hey! Hey, you! Yeah? Oh, it's you, Mr. Scrooge. No, I ain't got any day-old papers to give away. Not today. No, no, it's okay. Speaking of the day, what day is it? You off your nut. It's Christmas Day, lame brain. What did you do, belt down a couple too many before you hit the hay? Go, 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 go. Yeah, yeah, no, no, nothing like that. Just... Just had some sense knocked into me. Hey, say, you finished your route? Yeah, just about. Why? I need you to do an errand for me. <laughs> like heck I will. There's 20 bucks in it for you. Oh, well, you're going to talk like that. Uh, what can I do for you, uh, Mr. Scrooge? I know Murray's Butcher Shop is open today. I also know they have huge turkeys. I want you to buy one for me and have a cab taken to my clerk's house in East Los Angeles. Forget it. There won't be anything left of the 20 bucks after all that. No, 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 no. You'll get a 20 and money for the turkey and the taxi. Here, I'll throw it down to you. Hey, you weren't kidding. Okay, you got a deal. Where's this clerk live? I'll write down the address while you're getting the turkey and give it to you when you come back. Be extra quick. I'll let you keep the change, too. Uh -huh. <laughs> okay, that's not the only surprise I'm going to pull today. <laughs> I can't wait to see Fred's face when I show up at his place. Fred was shocked to put up bluntly when his uncle arrived, but he was glad to see him. 
Scrooge apologized to both him and Angie and was welcomed with open arms. He beat everyone at charades. Of course, he did have a little help with the Wizard of Oz one and danced harder than the rest put together. Fred's friends loved the old guy and hoped they would see him again real soon. Did Scrooge's heart good? It wasn't the thing that did his heart best, though. That happened the next day, when he sprang his last surprise. He got to the office extra early, hoping Bob would be late like he usually was the day after Christmas. Sure enough, he was. This time, though, he wasn't going to get chewed out. Oh, geez, I'm past my time. I'm going to hear it for sure. Bob Cratchit, you're late. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm real sorry, Mr. Scrooge. We were having such a good time yesterday, I just didn't want it to end. Step into my office, please. Look, I said I was sorry. I meant that. I, it won't happen again. Do you think you should be fired for it? I've made it quite clear that I won't stand for tardiness. I... I, I guess... Even though that kind of isn't fair, it, it's not like I'm late any other day, but... But rules are rules, I suppose. You're absolutely right. Rules are rules. I have given that rule much thought, Bob. You know what I think of it? I think it stinks. Say, what? Not only that, but not only am I going to not fire you, I'm going to raise your salary, and I'm going to give you weekends off, and... Paid holidays. <laughs> now, what do you think of that? I think you're going to have to pinch me because I have to be dreaming. No, Bob, you're not dreaming. I've just woken up to what a rat I was. Please accept my apologies, my raise, and my help for little Timmy. I want him to grow up and be healthy and happy almost as much as you do. Gee, First, a turkey with all the trimmings shows up out of nowhere, and now this? I, I, I don't know what to say, uh, other than thank you, Mr. Scrooge, thank you. Uh, 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 call me Eb, Bob. Let your kids call me Uncle Eb. I'm going to make up for all the hard times y'all have had. You'll see. Scrooge was not only as good as his word, he was better. Little Timmy did not die. In fact, he became one of the best guys in town, second only to the one guy who would not be beaten that department, Ebenezer Scrooge. As for the ghosts, they were never seen again. Not by Eb, anyway. That doesn't mean they're not around, though. They could come to anyone who needs a comeuppance. Remember that. Merry Christmas, everyone. And as little Timmy says, God bless us, everyone. We did it! And it was terrific! You were great, George! You sure were, big brother. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you. Thanks. Yeah, it was uh, <clears throat> kind of fun once I got a little nervous. Flame, you were wonderful! Thanks. I thought everyone did a great job. So did I. I kind of wish we'd recorded that. Oh, I would love to hear it. Your wish is granted. I talked my boss, Mr. Ferguson, into letting me borrow some equipment and a couple of engineers. I didn't want to tell anyone that before the show in case it made you extra nervous. 
There's a chance he may want to put it on the air. That would be wonderful. We could raise even more money that way. Oh, well, speaking of money, I have raffle winners to announce. Thanks again, everyone, for all your hard work in making such a spectacular show. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Don't forget, everyone is invited to a special party at the Aloha Club tonight. Drinks and food on me. And a little gift for each one of you. I wouldn't miss it for the world. My little brother wouldn't miss it either. Not if there's free food involved. <laughs> you bet. I'm no dummy. I say we all head over there now and uh, get that party started. Yeah. 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 That sounds good to me. Let's get going. George, sweetheart, you really were wonderful tonight. I was so proud of you. I must have burst into tears at least six times. Ah, oh, thanks, Dory. I'm proud of you for putting it all together. It's, uh, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to top. Maybe, maybe not. Captain Mulroney and I were already discussing next year. There's this cute little movie that came out a few years ago that would be great to do. It's called It's a Wonderful Life. You know, the lead character's name is George and everything. George and, oh, Dory. Will Ruby here. All of us in the cast and crew of The Adventures of William Ruby, Private Detective, hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Hey, you know what? I'm going to let them tell you all by themselves. Hi, I'm Lauren Baumbauer. I play Roberta Maxwell. Have a very merry holiday and new year. I'm Val Coons. I play Dolores and Flame. And I also write this stuff. Um, happy holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate, even if it's just December 25th. And I so appreciate you being here and listening to this little group. It is just a ball of happiness. And hope that you listen to us, because we got lots more coming in in the year ahead. Hi, I'm Max Levine. I play Phil Ward. I was also the Ghost of Christmas Present, the Captain, and uh, Jacob Marley. Uh, hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a great new year. I'm Mike Luce. I played Man One, and I hope you have a great holiday season, whatever you celebrate. Oh, and Will Ruby, too. <laughs> this is Richard Tatum. I played, uh, I played George and, uh, and Scrooge, who was George also. And I want to say Happy New Year to everybody. Hope it's a great new one. Hi, I'm Rachelle Wasserman. I play Harry Ruby. And uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Everything Else, and uh, have a great year. New Year. Hey, I'm Keith Wright, and I play Davy. And um, there are going to be consequences. Anyway, um, <laughs> happy early holidays and happy early Kwanzaa, <laughs> which starts on December 26th and goes through the first of the next year. Have a good, 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 good holiday season. Thanks. And thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you all. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Happy Nilamsha. Happy Nilamsha. <laughs> Happy Nilamsha. Happy Nilamsha. Thank you. Happy Nilamsha. Happy Nilamsha. <laughs> Yay.